Hey, Jake. Josh, what's up? What's up, Jake? How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? <laughs> Before we were recording, Jake was telling me about how uh, he had an encounter with a shark. Pretty, pretty interesting island life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> you're definitely in their world. Yeah. Got five feet away from one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But a more interesting topic might be uh, guard passing. <laughs> <laughs> we will leave that legend for another time. But uh, yeah, I was actually curious today um, in terms of passing. I've basically just been passing on my knees, trying to force half guard and, and mess with pa- half guard passing. So I don't do very much standing passing. I'm feeling very unathletic and um, wanted to ask, what's the conceptual differences between passing from the knees versus standing? Yeah, so conceptually, okay, let's see. Um, probably the simplest way to to conceptualize and like compartmentalize, that's a big word, <laughs> uh, passing on the knees versus passing from standing. The general idea is if you're passing on the knees, um, you're doing some sort of tight passing. And if you're passing from your feet, generally you're doing like loose passing and trying to create more angles and like uh, flank more. Is that so? A, yeah. Is that the same word as like inside or going through the legs passing versus going around the legs? Yeah, I would say okay. it's it's similar. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say it's it's similar for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it just conceptually, it would be like if someone has their legs um, like very extended, it can be difficult to get around them. Um, so obviously there are things you can do like cross step to go like through the legs in a loose manner. Um, but in general, it's going to be harder to, um, create angles and get around people's legs. Um, if you're standing, whereas if they're like contracted, um, it's going to be very easy to just like stand up and walk around and create an angle. So the basic idea is, like if they're extended, it might be better um, to go into like some sort of tight passing um, because like, so, so let's just say like from a kneeling position, if your opponent is seated, right. And their elbows are like really in, it's going to be hard for you to get any sort of meaningful, like body lock grip to go into like your passing on your knees. So one way to, get that body lock grip would be to maybe like push their shoulders. So now they can either fall back to their back or they're going to put their hand back to prevent themselves from falling. And that creates extension and extension gives you the ability to go into like more effective tight passing because you can connect more to their torso, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the basic idea. Like if, uh, if someone's tight and compacted, it might be easier to create angles with, loose passing. Um, but as they extend to deny those angles, it becomes easier to go into like tight passing on your knees. Gotcha. Um, and in terms of learning, like for beginners, what do you think there are some advantages or disadvantages to learning starting with, uh, tight passing versus loose passing or standing versus kneeling Hmm. passing? Right. Um, hmm. I, I would say that there are a couple ways to go about this. Um, 
I would say that the downside to loose passing is that you tend to be more vulnerable to leg locks. Um, so it's just kind of the nature of it is if you're trying to loose pass, um, you're, you should probably be somewhat familiar with leg entanglements because you need to be able to at least, you know, feel comfortable. Um, and the fact that like, if someone enters your legs, you're not just going to get finished because then the risk versus reward, um, might not be there to go into like, especially like high step type passing. Um, the hip and knee post could be a bit more safe for, uh, for avoiding leg entanglements, but like the high step passing where like, you know, you bring your forward leg, like kind of to their hip kind of thing. Um, I was talking with Joseph about this and yeah, like, um, making my video now, but basically he was talking about how against like people like Tommy, um, Langacker, who like really likes to do like matrix style back takes like K guard to matrix. If I don't know if you know what that is, but <laughs> yeah, uh, basically it, it requires like if you, if you step your lead leg, like to their hip, um, then it, it kind of facilitates that like matrix style, um, entry into your legs. So we're kind of getting a little sidetracked here. Sorry. Um, but basically like for learning, um, I think probably long-term it would be good for you to just try and focus on like both and trying to combine both and being able to use both whenever like one or the other, whenever the situation um, presents itself. But if you're looking for like immediate results, I would probably maybe gear towards like kneeling just because you're not going to, it's not going to require you to have footwork, um, which is very difficult for a lot of people to do. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it just it kind of avoids leg entanglements, which or that's the idea at least. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you can see like Nicky Rod pretty much did his whole career, like kneeling, passing up until this point. You see him now starting to do some sort of loose passing, but like you can get by just like with a good kneeling passing system. Um, yeah. So I would say if you want to be the best grappler you can be, I would probably do both. Um, and just kind of just with the, the asterisk that, um, you're probably not going to have as much success, at least initially, um, cause it's a more complicated problem that you're trying to, trying to solve. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the way I would think about it. Gotcha. Yeah. The only times I've been loose passing or standing passing is basically just pretending <laughs> to stand to pass standing or loose pass just to tire out the, uh, that person a little bit before like maybe getting an angle and then trying to force it to have to, uh, have guard. <laughs> so it's just like a fake opening, I, I guess I use. Um, right. I, I've been thinking as we were talking about, I've been thinking about chess a little bit again. So from standing, it, do you think from standing, there's more possibilities of like branches of where this could go versus from kneeling? There's like less branches of possibilities of where positions can go. Definitely. It's, it's way more dynamic standing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why maybe I've been trying more to kneeling. It seems a little bit more <laughs> controlled. Like there's a few routes this can go compared to standing. So I'm, that's maybe another reason why it's been appealing to me as a beginner is like, wow, passing is already such a big topic that 
maybe I'll just start kneeling and then who knows in the future, maybe get into standing and everyone will know my standing is just fake. <laughs> it's just bluffing. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to, uh, to approach it. Like start kneeling, have some success, be comfortable. Like maybe just at least having some sort of confidence and finishing from like a chest to chest half guard scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and then figure out ways to use loose passing to get to like that ending position that you like to get to. Yeah. Um, and then like, kind of like you're, you're kind of focusing on kneeling passing right now. Um, and then focusing on like half guard passing. And after you check those boxes, maybe like two boxes that would go together would be using loose passing to get to like a chest to chest situation. Um, and also, starting to familiarize yourself with leg entanglements because it's going to be kind of the, the kryptonite of the the loose passing. So it could be a good opportunity to, to focus on that as well. Um, But yeah, trying to take on kneeling and loose passing and chest, chest, half guard and leg locks might be um, (laughs) biting off more than you, than you can chew kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Trying to piece together like the funnel of it all now. Right. Um, And then when it comes to, standing passing versus uh or loose passing versus tight passing for those that are like brand new that listening what are some of the common common types of passing within those categories you know how there's like toriando style where mm-hmm. versus I, I don't know what what are what, yeah i would say the the classic um would be like some sort of toriando would be like a loose passing um probably the most common standing type of pass. Um, and then the most type, like the, probably the the most common type of kneeling pass would be some sort of like body lock um, pass or like an over under type pass. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Those are, I would say two good places to, to start. Yeah. And then half guard passing against the knee shield that's considered tight passing. Yeah. I mean, it, again, like, or at least kneeling ish. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's a bit gray in the sense that like you can like stand up and retract your foot and now you're like standing and now you're past their hip and you're like going into more loose types of passing or you can kind of do what's what's very common right now and and kind of pressure into their knee shield and force them to use their frames as frames and tire them out kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I would say like the classic thing that you see Gordon doing and um, Joseph was kind of doing it as well. He just came out with a YouTube video about like just trying to put pressure on their knee shield and make them uncomfortable and kind of split their legs more. Um, that would be considered tight passing, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. And where does the knee cut fit in? And what are your thoughts on that one? I think that's like the first pass maybe that I learned. or And maybe, I don't know if that's common for a lot of beginners to, to learn that one first. But what are your thoughts on that one? Right. Yeah. So you see, you're asking good questions. And I've like, again, I'm, I'm starting to kind of reframe the way I think about this type of stuff. So my, my answer may seem a bit more complicated than it needs to be, but, (laughs) um, 
Yeah, this maybe is kind of the way whole show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's our whole podcast. <laughs> maybe this 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 will help. Um, yeah. So, like, there's um, like Owen Jones and like these newer types of athletes that are that are having success with kind of uh, like I I, I want to say like using a knee cut. Gordon talks about this in his uh, passing 2.0 instructional, but basically if you're using the knee cut to finish a guard pass, then you need to have like some sort of connection to their upper body. And then you're finishing the pass with a knee cut, which in my opinion would be a tight form of pass, right? So probably the move that everyone learns on you know, the first week of jujitsu, I would categorize as a tight form of guard pass. But in my opinion, I think probably the best use case right now for a knee cut is you don't really have any form of upper body connection, at least in a meaningful way. And you're using a knee cut just to create a more perpendicular angle. So you're using a knee cut to set up loose passing in the sense that you're like i'm not knee cutting to to pass your guard i'm knee cutting to get angle Mm -hmm. um so yeah i guess i guess that would be um my answer and and kind of the nuances of of how i'm looking at it now yeah i'm also starting to realize most passes are probably would you say it's like (laughs) you're throwing a bunch of things and then it's never like and maybe that's why it's so hard to learn passing from an instructor because it's like step it doesn't really it doesn't seem to go step one do this step two three four five and then you have this whole pass now it seems like you try something it doesn't work and then you from that position you try something else it doesn't work and then something else it doesn't work and all of a sudden there's an opening and then you take that opening and you end up passing is that kind of the mentality yeah definitely it's 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 very dynamic and kind of like uh, an idea that I think it's thrown around a lot now is doing the same exact thing in the first minute of the match might get you a very different result than doing that same exact thing in the 10th minute of the match, you know? <laughs> so like, there's just a lot of variables, you know? So it's like, it's hard to, uh, to just prescribe any like one sequence that's going to work. Um, yeah. 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 Um, do you remember what your favorite way to pass was when you first started? As you all know by now, I'm a huge fan of journaling for jujitsu and in life. And I've been working on a journaling app called Sherpa. It's designed to give you a few journaling prompts to set an, an intention, plan, or goal before you go to practice and then reflect afterwards to help you get the most out of your training and guide your focus. Sherpa uses AI to analyze your entries, gives you summaries and insights over time to show you where you're progressing and then pinpoint areas of improvement for you to focus on. We're looking for athletes to test out the app on a free trial and give us some feedback to help us shape the future of the app. So if you're interested in joining, you can sign up at the waitlist in the episode description or directly at the website sherpajournal.ai. That's S-H-E-R-P-A journal dot A-I.
when I first started, I was in the gi. And I think I never do this now um, because I do no gi, but like, and I, I think even I'm trying to remember whose it was. I think it might've been John Carlos instructional on passing chest, chest, half guard, where he's like, everyone teaches it this way. Don't do it this way. And that's like the way I was taught. And that's uh, what I used to do a lot, which is basically like either from like an overback grip or you have like a grip on their like gi with a cross face. Um, and then from half guard, you kind of like turn your hips and uh, you turn your hips to like face their, their legs. Mm-hmm. And then you insert your knee into the pocket of their hip. Does that make sense? Like okay. your free knee goes yeah. in to help kind of like pry out your, your leg. Yeah. I did. I used to do that one like a yeah. lot. How about when you switch to Nogi? Um, it's a good question. I would say I was a terrible guard passer. I still am not that good. Um, but I would say maybe at first I was more comfortable just like kind of exactly like what you're doing, like, uh, just trying to create a more predictable scenario, um, and trying to like slow things down more. And now I, I feel like I have more fun, at least. I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily good at it, but I have more fun, like, trying to uh, trying to lose passing and trying to, like, bait entanglements and then trying to counter those oh, entanglements. Interesting. Um, yeah, sometimes it gets you into trouble, especially with people that are good, though. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I would say that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing now. Um, but I think back when I started, I, it's hard for me to remember, to be honest. Yeah. But um yeah, I would say I was I would gear more towards like kneeling and trying to like create a more predictable scenario. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to similar to me, it seems. Um yeah, I'm just wondering if there is a a better approach or if it's if it's not good long term to focus too hard on one thing or yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good it's just a good question in general to ask. And it's a very interesting one. And I think I get I kind of coming back to what we've talked about a couple of times on this podcast, like whatever you feel interested in at the time. And if you're curious about something, then just do that. Like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really it's matter. The, it's the over optimizing, <laughs> right. over optimizing parts of us. I think. Um, right. Yeah. Cause like I said, if you're, if you're doing loose passing and you're just like so frustrated cause you keep getting leg locked, it's like, okay, either one learn how to defend leg locks, or if you're not interested in that, then just do tight passing or whatever <laughs> until you become interested in, in wanting to get better at loose passing and the, you know, um, yeah. The most important thing is you, you still like it. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to just stick with the, uh, doing what's predictable starting from kneeling, and maybe it could be good advice for um, newbies who, if they're like super overwhelmed, that are, if you're listening, you're super overwhelmed by passing, then maybe sticking with the kneeling passing at least closes down some of the directions that the the position can go. So yeah, right. it's a good, good takeaway for me um, there. And then just to remember to keep having fun. Right. I'm stick yeah. leg locks for later. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Did you listen to the recent Lachlan episode on BJ Mental Models? Yeah, I did. Yeah, where he was talking about how I don't, maybe you remember it better than me. Um, but he was talking about kneeling versus 
loose passing and how if you're like too comfortable in a kneeling situation and you never explore the loose situation, you're just kind of like limiting yourself because to be like honest, loose passing, or I mean, standing and passing um, is probably a more effective way to go about solving the problem um, than just kneeling. So I think that's um, what planted that seed in my head to ask this question because I was like, oh, <laughs> shoot, I don't think I'd do standing passing at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's just like, are you trying to optimize for, and like, one, are you trying to optimize for like short term goals or long term goals? Right. And then, two, are you even interested in learning what would be beneficial for your long term development? So, yeah, yeah, I think I am in, in uh, right now I am in a more um, long-term view, I think, because I don't have like a competition upcoming and I don't not try to sharpen up some stuff. So I'm in the more playful, like learning new things um, phase, I guess, or season. And that's, that's fun. So now I'm thinking maybe I should do a little bit of standing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could do it based on training partners. Like if you're familiar with a training partner and you know he's relatively new or something maybe you could try loose pass because you know he's not going to threaten leg locks as much oh yeah that's a good point um, yeah 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 yeah. i could do loose passing against people who are like newer around my level and then the other people who it's like impossible to pass i right. can work on my my kneeling a little bit and see if i can progress right just be uh just be careful if new people do try and entangle you in in legs like they're probably not that good at it so yeah just just tap don't be afraid to tap. okay <laughs> yeah lately whenever i get entangled in legs like and i get put on my butt you know and like they're like coming in and like hooking their legs around and whatever i just like slow down like i basically don't do anything and see yeah, if they notice nice. and they start to notice and they're like they eventually they look at me like you know like i got you and, I, and then i'm like all right hey right here can we pause do I spin this way or do I spin that way? I've been asking them that. <laughs> nice. That's a really good way to approach it, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I remember you telling me just don't spin the wrong way. That's like the scariest thing. And so <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Sometimes I still get tripped up, but I still like, I'm like, I spin this way, right? And they're like, no, no, no. Spin that way. So I definitely need to keep being careful there. Yeah, I feel like that's a lesson you learned pretty early on with your hand when we were talking about like, when you don't know what to do, the answer is not use more attributes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not to just try harder. That yeah. was actually a moment on this podcast that changed the game. It was those your exact words. Like, if you don't know, the answer is not to try harder. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how you get hurt. Yeah. Cool. cool. Oh, yeah. Is your wrist okay from that time when you almost broke your... Uh... Yeah, it's good. It was. Uh, it hurt for maybe like three, four days. Um, but it's been good. I, okay. I don't know what happened, but um, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been fine. Yeah, someone else at my gym had the same exact injury, but a little worse. They, they had tape all over, it and it's been there for like weeks. But same exact thing, just posting yeah. out and then getting flipped over. Yeah, I I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'll catch you. Um. Get you on the next next episode, whichever that one is. I don't even know which order we're putting this in now. So right. <laughs> we'll see. Oh well, no, by this time this comes out, I will have gone to Taiwan and trained there. So we'll do a check-in next. Sweet. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about your trip. Have yeah, fun. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Jake. All right, later.